Yo, welcome to how to write a novel. Maybe not the most advised episode ever. Because I just got my little phone. And man, oh, Jesus. (laughs) It's just like, just whatever's available to me is how I kind of live my life sometimes. Like when I'm in Montreal and you can just buy liquor at, not liquor, you know, like beer at a convenience store. I do buy beer way more often. In Japan, I was drinking quite a bit because you can just buy shit at the convenience stores. Since I got back here to Canada, I just haven't drank at all because you got to go to a dedicated liquor store that has very limited hours and uh, you can't just buy a beer or two. I mean, you could, but it seems weird. You know, you go in and you buy a bunch of beer. So I just don't. I just don't bother. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So it's like that with weed, too, where it's just like if I'm around people that have weed, I guess I'll smoke some weed, but <laughs> otherwise, fuck it. So today it was kind of cool because I got to hang out with my friends Katie and Nick from Toronto, who I didn't see at all last time I was in Toronto, so I haven't seen them in like a whole year at least. And I've never been in Vancouver while one of my Toronto friends was also here. It's the first time there's a crossover, so that was cool. But, man, I mean, I don't know anything about weed at all. I kind of grew up around it because my dad's a big pothead. I mean, Trailer Park Boys is true, you know. That's where I'm from, that part of Canada. But personally, I don't know shit, but I heard somewhere that, like, back in the 60s and, like, Woodstock days, that, like, what they were smoking was way more gentle than what we have now. Now everything is fine-tuned to fuck you up. Kind of like how in Japan, you can get these highball cans from the convenience store that are 9%. Like a tall can at 9%. I drank one and I'm like, I only drank one and I'm fucked up. Like I was like, holy shit. I deliberately started looking for the stuff that was like, you know, some bullshit grape flavor that's like 3%. Because <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to be that fucked up. So I feel like weed is the same thing. The weed of today is like the 9% instead of the 3% where you could just smoke and just, it could be gentle. So, and I've never really done that well with weed, but I tried to pace myself today. Like one, one toke, that was it. And I just was like, fuck, like just struggling to speak for the next two hours. (laughs) And then I'm kind of leveled out now on my way home, but it's just like, fuck. The thing I always notice is I always think a song is finished. I think I said this before. I think I recorded a podcast in Toronto that was a similar thing where I was high walking home and it was just the longest walk in the world and I was losing my mind. So this is similar. Like I notice it with songs. I'm sure a song is done and it's only halfway over. Like that's how time dilates for me. It just makes everything feel like it takes forever. This is a long walk anyway. So I just know it's going to feel insane today. So just to try to eat up the time a little bit, I was like, let me just do a podcast, I guess. Man, I do miss too. I really miss just Japan logistically. Like it's like 1230 at night. I got off this subway and there's no gas station around, nowhere I can buy a drink. And I'm super parched. In Japan, there would definitely be a bunch of convenience stores on this route 
and there would be drink machines everywhere. I would be passing fucking dozens of those things. And there'd be bathrooms. Like, there, I had to just go pee in a park, you know, because it's late. I just found a dark corner under a tree and just peed. But in Japan, there would have been a washroom in the subway station and a washroom in that park and probably another washroom or two on the way. Just for that alone, just the logistics of convenience stores, drink machines, and washrooms. I love that, man. <laughs> it's like I miss that about Japan for sure. But anyway, just to ramble a bit. So, uh, yeah, I'm back in Vancouver, which is where I was when I started this podcast. And the other day, I was on the path that I was walking on when I recorded the first episode of this podcast. And I was going to do a follow-up podcast, and it's so near episode 100. I could have planned it all out. It would have been the episode 100 loop. But I didn't record that day. Instead, I thought it'd be better to wait until I don't have my proper recorder on me and I'm high and drunk. But what I wanted to say is... I have such a poor memory for my own life, but I went and looked it up. Now I already forget. But like that first episode I did was like February, I think, of 2018. Because I even have like a vague notion in my mind of how long I've been working on this book. But I guess that would put it at about a year and a half. I recorded like a shitload of episodes in Japan. And I've just been putting them out kind of slow. So for the first time, the release dates of this podcast don't line up with reality. It's uh, early August 2019. I've been back in Canada like three weeks or something. But I just wanted to mention that because I want to talk about how when I started this podcast, I was on chapter 12 of the book, and now I'm on chapter 34. So I guess I just wanted to say that, that like, coming full circle, being back in the same part of the world where I started the podcast. It's interesting to check in, to see how things are going. But I also wanted to uh, mention that just because I think last time I gave an update on a chapter thing, which must feel like a long time ago now because I've been putting out these episodes so slow, but I think I also said I was on chapter 34. I'm still on chapter 34. It's going slow. Like Even though it's not going as slow as it seems, if you're listening to this podcast in real time, it's still very slow. This chapter is fucking me hard. But I just thought I'd talk about that because it's uh, kind of what happened is the same kind of little pattern that just happens ad nauseum throughout this podcast, <laughs> throughout the descriptions of me describing writing a book. Just the same thing again, but this hasn't actually happened in a while. So I guess I just wanted to describe it and confirm that it's still, this is still working for me. So way back in this podcast, I described an idea I had for my sci-fi book that's about this character's planet exploded, but I didn't exactly know why. I wanted the story to be about the aftermath of a horrible thing happening, but I didn't have very good details on what actually happened. How does somebody's planet explode? It's a little severe. And then the idea that I had was taken from this old video game, Star Control 2, where there's just these like Lovecraftian style bad guys. They're from another dimension. They can't see you until you see them, but once you do see them, you're dead. And it's almost like a nursery rhyme, silly thing. Every, every different species in this sci-fi universe has a version of that story that they just tell little kids to scare them. So that's kind of the idea, is uh, 
the one character is asking the other one, like, so what happened to my planet? What's the story? And he's got this tough job now of describing, like, hey, you know that dumb little story that you had as a kid? That little nursery rhyme silly thing? Well, we had that too. Everybody has that because it's real. And it's really kind of, I mean, this is already a sci-fi story about a fucking bunch of alien species on a space station. But beyond that, it's relatively grounded, I think. There's no other dimensions. There's no cosmic horror. So that's what's tough about this chapter, is I haven't really planted these seeds very much. This is kind of just coming out of the blue, because that's kind of how... I wanted to feel for this character too. Is like, what the fuck? I ask you about something serious and you're trying to feed me this fucking voodoo nonsense? This is fucking stupid. How dumb do you think I am? How insulting is this? That I'm talking about something serious? It'd be like if uh, somebody tried to describe the Holocaust as like a Hellboy. Hellboy did this, I guess. That it was all just like Nazi fucking <laughs> interdimensional magic and shit <laughs> and it's like what what i'm talking about something serious and you're talking about something stupid no offense to hellboy it just came to mind so i came up with that idea you know last year and i described it in uh, excruciating detail if you're curious back in the 20s in the mid 20 episodes or something somewhere around there early 20s i don't know But for whatever reason, I didn't actually get into that topic back then. Who knows why? I don't remember. I don't remember my own life. So I am getting into it now. And uh, yeah, I'm just finding it really, really hard. It's a really, really tough conversation to have. Because I mean, it's going to be... It's going to be a little leaden. Like, uh, I'm watching... Uh, I'm late to the party, but I'm watching Avengers Endgame. And I'm having kind of the same feeling with it as I did for the one before this, Infinity War. It's these guys, the Russo brothers, who are mostly known for comedy, or they were known for comedy. They did, like, community episodes of maybe fucking Arrested Development? Could be making that up. And then they did uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier, which I really didn't like. I know it's one of the fan favorites. It's a lot of people's favorite fucking MCU movie. I just don't like spy shit. I just can't get into it. And that just overrides for me, like, all these people within this little spy organization just trying very hard to act like everything is so serious. And compared to the larger framework of the world of superheroes, I just absolutely can't take this, like, spy bureaucracy seriously. I just can't get into it at all. I guess it's a well-made movie, but I found it boring. And I also have a problem with just, like, these Avengers movies they did, like... I don't know, I guess I can't complain, it's just, I don't know, I mean, again, it's like big fan favorites, everybody likes them, but, but the tone to me, I mean, I'm so into tone, and it's so hard to walk that line between comedy and seriousness, like, I feel like Joss Whedon did it in Avengers 1, but even he didn't pull it off in Avengers 2, Avengers 2 is death to go back and try to watch. Age of Ultron? Holy shit, fucking Christ, it's so fucking boring and slow and long. It's just like, Christ. So the Russo Brothers Avengers movies aren't like that. All the fun parts are fun, and all the funny parts are pretty funny. But then when it gets to seriousness time, I didn't quite know how to describe it. I just thought of it today as I was watching this fucking movie while I was on the subway and I was all high. I'm overstating my highness, obviously. I'm fucking 
relatively coherent. But it feels fucked up to me. It's just because I haven't been high at all in a long time. And it just felt like they have a lead foot, you know? Fuck, it's windy. Get out of here. But yeah, there's no smoothness in how they transition to serious time. Like, every time it's a drama scene, it's just like the lead foot. Boom. Flat to the ground. There's no fucking... To me, anyway. I mean, I don't know. Fucking, what's the... <laughs> what's the... Yeah, it's just it's so, it's such a tiresome... It's all the backpedaling that annoys me. Because it's like, oh, well, I know other people like it. No, I don't, don't mean to insult you if you like it. Blah, blah, blah. It's so tiring <laughs> to fucking cover your bases. It's just, it fucking sucks, man. It just fucking sucks. The way they do their drama shit, I, I just hate it. I hate watching it. It makes me uncomfortable. It's not nuanced to me. It's just, yeah, lead foot. Boom. Drama time. Oh, here's a joke. Uh, drama time. Anyway, the point I'm rambling toward is that's how this is going to feel. I mean, this is the first draft. No matter what, it's not going to work. Especially because it's such a tonal shift in my little story. And it's such a big bunch of shit to be digested that really kind of comes out of left field. It's going to be very tough to do properly. And I'm finding it tough even to do it improperly. Just to get a first draft that I at least know I really did try my best. Like I got it to be as good as it can be on the first draft. I'm finding so fucking hard that just every day it's just like, yeah, all these notes and it's like they're set up in this order and I'm just like, it just doesn't feel right and it doesn't gel right in my brain and it all feels kind of fuzzy and I'm just like, what the fuck am I trying to say here? And then I'll like break the notes down and try to rearrange them and they still just don't make sense. So basically what I ended up having to do is the same thing I just have described over and over is is when something isn't working, just break it down into smaller pieces. So I ended up taking this whole thing, like almost paragraph by paragraph. Every time there was kind of a different idea, like in this case, just like, I don't know, like fucking, so the dude's trying to explain the nursery rhyme aspect, or he's trying to explain the, just think of it as a thought experiment aspect, or just like, we don't know where the levels are to this danger because it's such a taboo subject, and it's so hard to gauge because when you step across the line you're gone so how can you know where the line is and I ended up all these stupid little fucking things and I just kept running into a wall and I just kept fucking it up so I broke it down into all these little notes just let's break them all down break this thing down to atoms you know to anytime there's two things that don't necessarily need to go together break them into a separate file till everything's its own little file and then I was going to try to arrange those, but instead what I did is I had this all in my mind, in my subconscious, because I just read over the whole chapter, broke it down into pieces, split those pieces into all their little individual parts, and then I stopped trying to rearrange them. It's like, fuck these things, fuck these notes, fuck trying to get this all arranged properly. You got to go back further. Something is just not working here fundamentally. So just with that stuff in my mind, just having it kind of loaded in my short-term memory, I just started writing the chapter again. It's like, fuck it. Just go through, even if it's point form, you know, just go through, rewrite from the start. 
And then finally, I started making actual progress. And I'll make my way through the chapter. Then I'll go back through those notes. God, I'm so parched. I'm so thirsty. Oh. And I'll go back through those notes and see if there's anything in those notes that I forgot about that absolutely needs to go in, but probably it doesn't. Probably anything that I forget is best forgotten, you know, because let's get this a little more svelte, make this a little more lean, try to get to the actual point a little more. So yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Let's wrap this up before it rambles on too long. This did the job, got me a little closer to home, ate up some of my mind space to help me with this fucking walk. But yeah, if you're real stuck, okay, I don't know how long it's been since I've been this stuck. This is a, a little bit excessively stuck on this chapter. So yeah, instead of just keeping on fighting with it and keeping on trying to fix this fucking mess of a thing, just make a copy of whatever you got, call that version one, put that aside, and in like the vault. That's your insurance. Even though you'll never look at it again and you'll never need it again, just to ease yourself into allowing some radical editing, you know? You'll feel a lot better about tearing apart this shit that you've got if you know there's another copy saved to the side, even though, realistically, you'll never want it and never need it. I call that version one, then take the new copy, version two, and break it down, just bust it up, just hack it right into pieces, just take it right back to whatever note form it was in originally, if not more granular probably more notes than you had at the start. Arrange those as best you can, try to figure out what to do, but then just start over. <laughs> just don't, because now that I think back, that is what I was doing a lot more at the start of this story. Definitely remember that of like, I think even those like first dozen chapters before I started the podcast, there was a lot of like gathering the notes for a chapter, but not actually using them just reading them, thinking about them a little, then just writing freehand. So it was like the best of both worlds. It's like I had the notes. I had, you know, the same fucking metaphors I always use. The fucking lamp in the fog. But at the same time, I was still taking advantage of all the cool ideas and all the cool thoughts you have when your consciousness is in the moment. You know, it's like a different mindset when you're right there thinking about that very moment writing that very moment instead of thinking of things in a larger more abstract way can come up with a lot of cool ideas break it down all right so uh let's just play the last high by the dandy warhols i'm obviously thinking about that because it's just like ugh. what is it even <laughs> it's just so fucking I know I did an earlier episode of this podcast about this same thing with drinking. It's like, what is up with drinking? How is that worth it? And I think that still stands. But what I did today is I bought these like little Asahi miniature cans. It's like a six pack, but each one is 135 milliliters. They're just these teeny tiny little baby sized beers. So it's just fun. You can sit there and drink your six beer, but it's nothing. It adds up to like fucking one and a half beers or something. So I'm fine on that front. I still agree. I still think drinking to excess sucks shit, but I didn't do that. But weed, like, I don't know what to do. I'm just too susceptible to it. I really can't even go lighter than I went today unless I just don't smoke it. But it's, it is kind of, it's not tough, I guess, 
to be the guy in the social situation who turns stuff down. It's a little unfun, <laughs> but nobody really cares. But it's just that in the moment, I never think it's going to be that bad. I'm always like, ah, it'll be fine. It's never fine. It's always awful. It fucks me up. So anyway, I'm sure this won't be the last high, but I'm sure next time I'll feel the exact same way. But the last high by the Dandy Warhols is a real good song. And let's listen to it and uh, I'll feel like it just never ends. <laughs> Halfway through this song, I'll be dead sure that it's supposed to be over and it's just going to keep on going. All right, here it is. Talk to you next time.